0: A lot of people ask me, well, you know, is there a major difference between what we're facing and what they're, they were facing after Katrina? And the difference is, first, uh, they were dealing with one disaster. We're dealing with not one, not two, but three. Uh, of course, we have Hurricane Laura that hit in August and Hurricane Delta that hit in October, September, October, I get my months mixed up these days. And also on top of all that, the COVID.
1: That's Calcasieu Parish Clerk of Court, Lynn Jones. He's in charge of running elections in the Lake Charles area. Every election official in this country is under pressure, but in Southwest Louisiana, they face challenges that no one else has. After Hurricane Katrina, New Orleans had six months to prepare for its next election. In Calcasieu, it's only been two months since Laura and about four weeks since Delta. This week, we're talking to Jones about what it's like to stage the 2020 election, not only during a pandemic, but also after two hurricanes have hit your community. I'm Julie O'Donohue, and this is the Illuminator Podcast. Flora was a very powerful Category 4 hurricane. It caused problems for most homes and businesses in Calcasieu. And Jones says all of the parishes polling places were damaged in the storm. That meant Jones had to move most of them to new locations.
0: Basically, we put together a plan for mega polling sites and we moved uh, 70% of our polling sites in Calcasieu Parish, which is, we have 123 polling sites, and I think it was around 80-something, 85, that were moved into some, some type of consolidated site. So our biggest center, we're predicting anywhere from 18 to 19,000 voters in one day uh, at that center. There's 30 precincts in that center.
1: Right, so instead of going into a neighborhood polling place at a school or a fire station, most election day voters in Calcasieu will be going to an arena with thousands of other people. The specific polling site Jones was just describing is the Lake Charles Civic Center, and it will be one of the biggest voting locations Louisiana has ever seen. But there will be a couple of other mega polling sites in Calcasieu as well. The Burton Coliseum Complex and the West Cal Event Center are both going to host several precincts. Those sites are expected to have 7,000 and 9,000 voters each. Jones has been the Clerk of Court in Calcasieu for 16 years. He says the community has been through hurricanes before, but it's never had to stage a presidential election right after a storm.
0: We did have an election after Hurricane Rita But that election was in the spring, and it was also a very low turnout election. Uh, Actually, about 13% of voters turned out in that election.
1: In this election, Jones is expecting the turnout to be more like 70%, and he's worried about lines at the Civic Center. COVID-19 restrictions mean Jones won't be able to have as many voters in the building at one time as he would like.
0: You know, my concern is I don't want a situation like you saw in Georgia and other places in, around the country that they were waiting in line for eight hours. My goal is to keep it around an hour, hour and a half, which is uh, even normal in a normal presidential at some of our locations, some of our larger locations uh, uh, take an hour, hour and a half on election day for a uh, uh, presidential election. Jones says
1: he had to resort to these mega precincts, in part because the power grid in Calcasieu is fragile. Even where polling places have been repaired, Entergy couldn't guarantee that the power wouldn't go out. They haven't been able to stabilize the network enough. So Jones had to move the polling places to locations where he knew an alternative source of power would be available.
0: All our mega precincts, we have backup uh, power stationed to be ready if something happened. Now we've not had that many problems on the electrical aspect, it's, it's kind of on and off, but we can't afford on election day for something to happen.
1: Jones also had to make the decision to move precincts fairly quickly so he could provide proper notification to the public.
0: What you need to know is whenever you move a precinct, you have to notify the voters. And so each voter has to be uh, mailed out notification that their polling place has changed, Uh, you know, even in a situation where it's just routine and you're changing it for whatever reason, uh, you have to notify them or in an emergency uh, situation, you have to notify them.
1: And for people who don't realize their polling place has moved, Jones has a plan.
0: We will have a person personally stationed at the old site for if a voter does miss the information out there where they go vote, we will have somebody there to direct them to the new location.
1: Still, the situation could become more confusing in December. Remember, many of the races on next week's ballot are technically primaries. There could be runoff elections decided on the December 5th ballot. And for that election, Jones says most of Calcasieu's polling places will be back in their original locations the arenas they're using were already booked up with other events on December 5th.
0: Normally when you have have a polling location change, you try to keep it the same from the uh, primary to, first primary to the general, uh, just to, to help with lack of confusion and what have you. But unfortunately we really don't have an option for that. But the good news is we do have the original facilities that will be online and ready to go uh, in December.
1: Of course, many Calcasieu residents aren't living in Calcasieu right now. The state has over 3,000 people staying in hotels because their homes are too damaged. Many, many others are living with friends or relatives. Because of the hurricanes, Anyone in Calcasieu who wants a ballot mailed to them in another location is entitled to one. Jones says the Secretary of State worked with the Red Cross and FEMA to make sure evacuees knew they could get an absentee ballot.
0: We've had many, many, many requests for mail-in ballots coming from hotel addresses, not only uh, here, but in Texas and as far away as Oklahoma. And we've been receiving ballots Coming from those temporary uh, locations as well. Right now, I think we have uh, around 8,000 requests of uh, mail-in ballots, and that's probably double of what we normally do. And we've received, we've already received back 5,000 that have ar- already been returned from the overall 8,000 that were requested.
1: Voting early in person was more popular than mail-in ballots, even in Calcasieu. The parish has 130,000 registered voters, and 40,000 voted early. Jones says that's two and a half times more than normal. But when you have so many people displaced, it creates other problems. Jones has struggled to find election commissioners to staff his voting precincts. Some aren't living in Calcasieu right now. Others are too busy trying to fix their houses. And some people are concerned about catching COVID-19 if they work at the polls.
0: We have enough, but to be 100% comfortable, we would have, we'd like to have more signed up. And under this circumstance, you know, you usually have to go to a new commissioner school, in which we held one, which we had about 120 show up, which was great. But now, uh, under emergency circumstance, they can go online to the Secretary of State's office, take take uh, review a video and get a certificate and, and they they can legally work on election day as a commissioner so uh basically there's a quick fix so let's say uh in the next couple of days we see we're 50 sharp we we can really do a mega push uh through the media here and and really every time we've done that we've we've had a pretty good response and then they could go on the website, get certified and be ready for election day.
1: Getting election day off the ground isn't the only problem Jones is dealing with. The roof of his storage base was ripped off during Laura. A few hundred records were completely soaked and he had to hastily move hundreds of thousands of others to keep them from getting destroyed too.
0: I have about on a normal basis between 100 and 15, 120 full-time employees. At that time, only had 15 back. They were all still dis- de- play, uh, displaced. So I had no manpower. I had to move those records. And it was 380,000 records. Now, not pages, <laughs> records. And I had to call for help from our state clerks of court association. And I had clerks and deputy clerks throughout the, the uh, state come in. And we boxed up. Uh, you know, hey, we had to record what was in the boxes, what have you, and had to move them—five thousand boxes.
1: Jones' office is still full of dehumidifiers. Weeks later, they're still trying to dry it out after the hurricanes. And if I needed a reminder of how hard things are in Lake Charles right now, Jones' office power went out right before our interview.
0: Well, I was set up and then I had to reset up, our electricity went out.
1: (laughs) Oh no, I am so sorry.
0: (laughs) That's kind of part of the norm nowadays, you know?
1: (laughs) Hopefully, things will get easier after Tuesday. That's it for this week's episode. You can find all of our shows on your favorite podcasting platform. Please consider subscribing to us and leave us a review because it helps other people find our content. I'm your host and producer, Julie O'Donohue. You can find me on Twitter at JSO'Donohue. My editor is Jarvis DeBerry. You can find him on Twitter at Jarvis DeBerry. And Nick Wong wrote all of the music included in this episode. Please check out all of our other Illuminator content at lailluminator.com. And until next time, so long. By the way, there's a lot on the ballot in Calcasieu Parish. A congressional election, a district attorney's race, judges' seats, state constitutional amendments... But Jones says people who did early voting were focused mostly on one thing.
0: They're basically voting for the, that particular election, the presidential. That's all they're voting for, and they're, they're leaving the vote, voting booth. Uh, the way we know that is it takes them about two seconds.